0: There is an urgent cry of many a heart and a life today. And that cry is, help me, help me, God, help me. Whether the plea is verbalized or just an expression of a face revealing the agony of a heart, many people want to be set free from the severe difficulties in life here in America and around the world. Seemingly innumerable problems plague people in this day and age here in the streets of America and around the world. The the enemy has many in bondage. But help is available. We have seen alcoholism and drug addiction almost double because of the lockdown that we had. Individuals are needed to pray. To pray and counsel with those who are crying to be released from alcoholism, drug addiction, from guilt, from fear, from, from depression and anxiety, and so many other burdens. They need to be shown the path to salvation and learn to trust God for guidance and healing. Good morning. And welcome to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. We're a spirit-filled Bible-believing beacon of light broadcast. And our purpose is to to enlist prayer partners and prayer warriors to pray for the salvation of the lost. And then to begin to pray that God would intercede on our behalf To bring peace and tranquility back to the streets of America and the world around us. We're a non-denominational ministry serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Both through Gospel of Faith Church in Ash Fork, Arizona. As well as from the Spiritual Awareness Broadcast Studios right here in Fort Mojave, Arizona. A worldwide prayer ministry. Hello. Hello. I'm Pastor Davenport, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast, where every, twice every week I will be presenting a new and exciting message from God's Word on faith and love and hope and the grace of Almighty God. And we will be exploring the true meaning of the spiritual awareness for the, today's churches, And we'll hear what God means when he says he has a new spiritual awakening coming for today's churches and and for every Christian in the near future. It's in the book of Revelations. Read it. It's happening now. So please tune in as as God takes us on this, this incredible journey. Grab your Bibles, dust them off, and let's get into God's Word today. Let's begin by clearing our mind and and preparing our soul for the Holy Spirit to prepare us to be open to learning God's word. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I praise you for this time that that our prayer partners and, uh, and our prayer warriors all over the country and around the world can work together to pray this fervent prayer of salvation of the lost. That they would find Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And I ask, Lord God, that you would bless this broadcast and Gospel of Faith Church, that they truly would be that beacon of light to shine brightly. So many would come to know salvation that only you can bring through your Son Jesus Christ. I want you to hear, Lord God, the pleas of your children, as we plea that you would intercede on behalf of the uh, of your people for the coronavirus to be eradicated from this planet. Send it back to the very pits of hell whence it came, Lord. People say it came from China. I may have came through there, but I believe it came from the devil himself. His principalities and his darkness has has brought this upon us. And we pray, Lord God, that you would eradicate it from the planet. And then I pray, Lord God, that you would bless those who have struggled so hard to help us. Our first responders, our doctors, our nurses, those hospital staffs all over the world. The scientists that are working diligently to come up with a vaccine, Father, I ask that you would just bless them and keep them. Hold them up, O oh Lord God. Give them knowledge that they need to break through on this. And then I wanna pray, Lord God, that you would intercede in the streets of America that are running blood, with, with blood red with the, the, the blood of our children and innocent bystanders who are being killed every day and every night around this great country of ours. We look like a third world country, Lord. And that's not the America that I fought for and many others have fought to keep free. Help us, O oh Lord God, to restore America back to where it once was, a land of the land uh, of the brave and the home of the free. Help us, O oh Lord God, with this. In Jesus' name we pray today. Bless all those that are listening to the sound of my voice, whether they're listening on on Anchor or, or on, on Breaker, Google Podcast, Apple Pocket Podcast, RadioPublic.com, Spotify, CastBox, or Overcast, wherever they may be listening to the sound of my voice. Bless them, O oh Lord God. Bless them and enlist them in your army of believers. We ask it today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. You know Jesus is before us Jesus is behind us Jesus is always beside us and we are continually surrounded by God hallelujah beginning today we we will be in part three of a season of change a four-part series and today it is called a new season a new system in Genesis chapter 1 verse 11 through 13 and God said I love that part and God said let the earth bring forth grass the herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth and it was so verse 12 and the earth brought forth grass and the herb yielding seed after its kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind and god saw that it was good and on the evening and the morning were the third day you know church there is much There's so much that I want to say just from within this small portion of Scripture. Understand what we are reading about here is a new season. God is creating a new season, a new creative day, if you will. And it was the second day, but now it is is about to become the third day. You know, some pretty cool stuff happened over there on the first day. And some pretty amazing stuff happened on the second day, but God wasn't finished yet. I want you to say this with me. God isn't finished with me yet. Say it with me. God isn't finished with me yet. We must understand that our God is a systematic God. He does things in order. It may look like chaos to you in your life right now, but in the end, God's going to give you a miracle out of that chaos. You will understand what he was doing. He's a revelatory God. He reveals things as as things happen. He's a systematic God. Day one, then day two, then day three, and so on, and so on, and so on. He doesn't get mixed up. He doesn't become discombobulated. It, it's, it's a divine order or decree and de- declaration that events of each creative season, season took place. Excuse me. He, he, he I, I want you to understand this and, and, and grasp onto it. I'm going to say it. God is organized. Excuse me. Nothing happens out of accident with God. He's not ashamed when things don't happen when we think it ought to. In his mind everything is happening for a reason and it's time to his glory. I wonder if you I wonder if you're getting this yet. You see, our God is a God of organization. He is a God of arrangement. He is a God of procedures. Genesis 1, chapter 11, verse 13. Uh, verse chapter 1, 11 through 13. There we go. I got it. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. Verse 12, and the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after its kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after its kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. You see, God wasn't planning on recreating every single tree that would. Ever grow on this planet. Neither was he planning on recreating over and over and over and over again a blade of grass every time one needed to be grown on this earth. See God wasn't planning on 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 being anybody's gardener. So he created a system for all of that. It was that the seed was in itself. He didn't produce trees and flowers and grass for the animals to eat and not have a system of reproduction in place. So what is the seed the seed is the future are you hearing me it means that something is going to continue it meant that the system was in place what was going to sustain the next generations and the future workings of god's will in this earth and without it the next season would collapse without it the next day of promise would starve to death so god put into place a system that would sustain what it was that he wanted to do next. In other words, if you want grass to grow in your yard, plant some seed. You want Kentucky bluegrass, then plant Kentucky bluegrass. You want rye, plant rye. You want things to go in your life, then you need to plant a seed for God. That's called tithing or offerings. But don't wait on him to show up like Santa Claus to do a miracle of grass every time you got a dead spot in your yard. You got a you got a dead spot. Plant some seed, water it, fertilize it, protect it. That's the system. That's what I tell people at the church. If you want God's miracle in your life, plant a seed in that offering tray, fertilize it the next time you go to church, and protect it. That's the system. How many of you know we're not talking about grass here this morning? You see, on the third day. On the third day, God created and put into place a once and for all system for the season that god uh, uh, that the earth was in that moment, the creative season, and that one season would feed the earth and replenish the earth for eons of time because God set a system in place for it to happen that way so I'm wondering, and I'm curious about not just the day one or day two or day three in our lives but i'm wondering about all the seasons of your life and what will ultimately be the, the accumulation of god's will and purpose for your life so here's the message here is the message of today if you're going to enter your new season there's going to have to be a new system put into place to sustain you in that new season amen Matthew chapter 12, verse 43 and 45. If you turn there real quick. Matthew chapter 12, verse 43 and 45. When the unclean spirit is gone out of the man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he, and taketh the with himself, seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter into the dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. What's God talking about? In verse 43, <coughs> excuse me, the spirit was pushed out of the person's life. But the spirit liked it where he was. He was, un- was, was comfortable there. He could control some of the things there. He was even appreciative once in a while. So the spirit says, I can't find rest in anyone else. So I'm coming back home with seven bigger and, and badder spirits than what I left with. Why? Because he doesn't want to get kicked out again. We call these spiritual strongholds. And verse 45 says that the state of the man is worse than it was in the beginning. Now he has that spirit back in his life. But along with it, he has seven worse, even stronger spirits who have moved in also. We can't figure out why we can't stop doing some of the things that we're doing. We can't figure out why we keep going back to the same sin over and over again. When an alcoholic has given up the booze and and he goes straight for two or three years and then all of a sudden he picks up a drink and he's a drunk again, that spirit is back in him. That you kicked out one time but now it's seven times worse god's creative dna is inside of every one of us we are made in the image in the image of god and in his likeness and so we have the ability listen to me we have the ability to do something that the enemy hopes no one will ever understand and get a hold of we have the ability to create and place Systems in our lives that would not allow the enemy back into our lives. Are you listening to me? Be covered in the blood of Jesus. If you're a drug addict, if you're an alcoholic, if you're a sin, a, a pornography, whatever your sin may be, be covered in the blood of Jesus and throw that bad spirit out of you in Jesus' name. One of those systems is called the Holy Spirit of God. One of those systems that God is speaking of today. Is the Holy Spirit of God this is why we need the Holy Spirit living in us so those spirits will not find an empty vessel to move back into you know Jesus knew what he was doing when he told his disciples and his followers in Acts chapter 1 to go into Jerusalem and wait for the baptism of the Holy Ghost he knew they were coming into a season where they were going to need its power he knew persecution was coming He knew they were going to face obstacles they had never faced before. He knew adversity was on its way. He knew what the next season had in store. And he wanted to ensure that those who believed on him could be more than conquerors. If you're not careful, the stuff that you get rid of in your life will come right back. in if there's no room for it in your life, this is where... We have to make a decision. This is where we have to replace that void with something else. And and that something else is that God has given us his spirit. Amen. God has given you the Holy Spirit. Jesus died and he said, I'm going to send to you a comforter. That's the Holy Spirit of God. God doesn't have to recreate some new things for every person who is fighting off some bad spirit. No matter how big or how indwelled it is within you, God can send you the Holy Spirit. There are some things that He has placed in this world that will protect us, provide for us, and keep us in the season that God is taking us into. Are you listening, church? In James chapter 4 verse 7 submit yourselves therefore to God resist the devil and he will flee from you I'm going to say it again James chapter 4 verse 7 submit yourselves uh, therefore unto God resist the devil and he will flee from you I want you to understand this today he has given us a system to sustain us in our season it will bring to fruitation that the same result every time it will work the same for you as it does for me and every person who has accepted Jesus Christ been baptized and then been baptized in the Holy Spirit prayer works. Hallelujah. Not just now. I lay me down to sleep, but finding an altar someplace in your bedroom someplace in your living room, someplace building an altar that works for you kneeling at the chair in the kitchen, whatever your altar may be fasting works. Fasting and prayer works great. Anytime you say no to your flesh and yes to the Holy Spirit, you are not only cleansing your house, but you are also placing some things in order in your life that will keep you in your season that God has provided for you. Getting into the Word of God isn't just for people who have never read it before. There's a lot of seed in this Bible. In this book, there are a lot of stuff that will teach you and show you how to live and be blessed in the season that God has for you. Making the church a priority. Making it a priority isn't just for people who don't have something else to do on Sunday. Keeping Sunday holy and creating a system of of worship and the word of our week will keep us in our season promise. It's a season of promise God's giving you sunday is where our spiritual strength comes from the worship the fellowship the word of god the ministry to one another the involvement with one another this is where we get the spiritual energy and the spiritual strength to get through some of the stuff that would want to destroy our relationship with god and keep us from our brand new season with god if you want to maintain this season that you're in right now, you're gonna to have to put some systems into place so that certain things are allowed and other things aren't allowed to happen in your life. I can stand up here all day and give an example, after example, an example after example of things we need to be doing to better Christians. But the bottom line is this, the same Holy Spirit that speaks to me will, if you listen, speak to you. Hallelujah. And when he does, it's up to you if you are going to allow him to work in your life. it's up to you if you're going to begin to make a change that you need to make in order to live the way he wants you to live. What is the need that you have to be changed? What is it that you need to be put into place to cause that change to continue in Jesus? Ephesians 1:13, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel. Of your salvation in whom also after that ye believed ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise I want to suggest that we consider the absolute importance of being filled with the Holy Spirit be filled with the Holy Ghost if we are going to be successful in the season that God is bringing us into we need to have the Holy Spirit abiding in our lives each and every one of us glory to God what a difference This is why the infilling of the Holy Spirit is so important to every believer. There's a reason why Acts chapter 2 didn't happen until Jesus ascended into heaven and the day of Pentecost was fully calm. God didn't get his days or his seasons mixed up. When it was time for his disciples and his followers to receive the Holy Spirit, it filled all the house where they were sitting. And it happened at the appropriate time and the appropriate moment. It happened in its proper season. And when it did, it gave the church the power it needed to become witnesses to the whole world. Are you? Are you a witness to the whole world? Are you witness to those around you? God put it into place a system, if you will, that would enable his people to live beyond and above sin. To have the power in their life to overcome the stuff that might otherwise destroy their faith. See, when someone receives the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the way they did in the book of Acts, they they receive it into their lives. It becomes a part of them. It fills that dark void in your heart. A seed, if you will, has been planted. That when planted in a believer's life will produce fruit. And this fruit is is turned, will offer what (coughs) we need to become overcomers in the rest of the seasons of our lives. I want you to remember the tree we talked about last week he's not going to give you a chair a table or a house he's gives you a tree and our tree is the Holy Spirit it's not a gen- genuine in a, in a magic lamp you don't rub the side of the lamp and a genie pops up it's a tree what you do with it is up to you how you allow it to work in your life is your decision You can leave it leave it in its raw form or you can allow it to do some pretty miraculous stuff in your life (coughs) excuse me the holy spirit is the seed that god gives every believer in their due season in order to release his power into their lives acts chapter 1 verse 8 but ye shall receive power say this with me but ye shall receive power after that the holy ghost has come upon you And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. I don't know where you live, but I guarantee you that you're in the uttermost part of the earth. God is instructing you. Once you take in the Holy Spirit, you will become a witness of Christ because so many wonderful things, one miracle after another, will come into your life. You'll want to tell people about Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit that dwells within thee. Someone might say, well, I don't don't want the Holy Ghost. That's your decision. But you need to understand you are missing out on a marvelous gift that is going to bring something to fruition in your life. What if there wasn't any grasses, herbs, trees planted on the day three? What kind of a world would this be? How would we be fed? We would all starve to death. God put something there in its due season in order for the world to be fed. God made something available to the church there in Acts chapter 2 that would feed his church and feed each believer. The season we are coming into, where is where is the Holy Spirit? What is, what is it doing in our lives? How is it working to make us better? If we are going to come into a season of promise that God wants to bring us into, we are going to need the help of his Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. This is not the only season we're gonna come into. There are other seasons he wants to bring us into. And in order for those seasons to be successful, and in order for the life to remain in those seasons, we need to have that system in place that he desires for us to have. So my question today in closing is this, what are we going to do with this Holy Spirit God is offering to you today? Do you leave it out of of, of your new season? Do we try to get by without it? The trees could not survive if they didn't replenish by the seeds within them. God is offering you this seed. Do we ignore what it is saying to our lives? What are you going to do with it, my friend? What will you do? I want you to understand this today. God is offering to take you into a brand new season of change. A brand new season with a new system. To change your life right now it's it's there for you but the very first thing that you must do you must drive out those those bad spirits to make room for the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost of Jesus Christ to come into your life God wants you to change your life and you can do that God doesn't it doesn't matter what you are you don't, you don't have to become famous or statistic. You don't have to go into a cathedral, walk down the aisle when they call altar call. This is your altar call right now. Right where you are. This is it. Good or bad. Pretty or not so pretty. Skinny or not so skinny. Young or old. It doesn't matter to God. Single, married, divorced, widowed, straight, bi, lesbian, gay, trans. There I said it you matter it's your season loving life or hating the world it's your season never been to jail a day or in your life or just got out last night this is your new season and it's your chance to change your life the Bible says red or yellow black and white you are precious in God's sight whatever your past religious experience is, I want you to know this is your new season whatever your belief is whatever your doctrine is Whatever your they non-denominational or denomination, it's this is your new season. Whatever your religion or doctrine you hold to you or you don't hold to, you I want you to understand this is your new season. It's time. It's time that you get to that new season in Jesus Christ. And you do that by a simple prayer. If you'll pray this prayer with me today. <coughs> Excuse me. It's hot in Fort Mojave today. <laughs> If you'll say this simple prayer god will hear you from heaven and then you begin to ask for the holy spirit indwelling in you and that season will change because those bad spirits will go out of you as soon as you say this prayer and you mean it in in sincere faith and those bad spirits will be drawn out as jesus cast out those those demons and he sent them into a, a, a bunch of pigs and swine. And they jumped off the cliff. That's what will happen. But something has to replace that bad spirit within you. And that's the Holy Spirit of God. The Bible says that there are none none righteous, no, not even one. But the Bible says also the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ so I'm telling you right now there are none righteous no not even one you're you're in the same boat that we're all in and it's time to jump out of that boat onto the land that God provided and plant a new seed plant a new seed in Jesus name and let that seed begin to germinate with inside of you and let the Holy Spirit come in And nurture that seed and let that seed of salvation that seed uh, of evangelism and witnessing and that new season of God grow within you if that's you if you say to me Pastor Davenport that's all well and good but I was saved and I just I just fell away from the church I fell away from believing in God then it's time for you to come back he's the comeback God I'm telling you He opens his arms and he welcomes you home if you'll just say this simple prayer and come back to the fold. The Bible says that he went out in 99 and he went out to get that one that had fallen away. That's how it is. That's how it is. You need to believe and then you need to receive and then you need to act upon your faith. In Jesus' name, say this with me. If you sincerely want to accept Christ into your life and sincerely want to come back to the Lord and be replenished and cleansed in Jesus' name, say this prayer with me. It's so simple. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and I invite you to come into my heart and my life. I want to trust you, Lord, and I want to follow you as my Lord and my Savior. Here's the important part Lord Jesus, change my life as I accept you as Lord and Savior. In Jesus name, I pray amen and amen. I want you to know that if you said that that prayer in sincere faith, I'd like to have you email me at spiritual awareness all one word spiritual awareness seven 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 at gmail dot com and just let me know that you said that prayer and you have accepted Christ into your life or you've you've re dedicated your life to God by saying this prayer it's a wonderful thing and if you're brand new and you just accepted him you made the the most important decision in your life and God has a wonderful future planned out for you and a unique purpose for your life because your life has purpose and it has significance now that you're a child of God God just forgave all your sin and he's got a healing for your physical mind body and soul financial blessings and protection and a Holy Spirit to guide you and teach you in the ways of God. Now, in a moment, I just want to pray just a short prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for this broadcast. We thank you, Lord God, for this message today. Let each and every listener enter into a new season of change in their life. And Lord, I pray that you would send the Holy Spirit Into indwell within each and every listener today that the Holy Spirit would cleanse their body of any other spirits a bad spirit or whatever any habits Lord God and just uplift them in Jesus name we pray amen and amen you know my friends During his time on earth, Jesus has always invited people to become his followers. He said to those by Sea of Galilee, follow me. He invited his listeners to come to him, to come by faith, to come for healing, to come for hope, to come for happiness. And he said, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest, Matthew 11:28. 28. He said, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. That's in Matthew 16, 24. Perhaps today, after saying that prayer, you feel that Christ himself is speaking just to you. Imagine if he were right there in the room with you, wherever you're listening to the sound of my voice, giving this, this that, that same invitation, to come into a new season with God. What would you do if he really was in the room with you? He's inviting you to become his child, his follower, his disciple. I want you to understand today, don't worry about what anyone else thinks. This is your time with Christ. He's calling you as an individual, calling you as a couple, calling you as a family. He denied, he died for you. And he rose again on the third day. His blood washed all away your sins. And he can give you a new life, a new season if you'll come. Come to Christ now. While there's still time, while you still can. Fanny Crosby once said, Only a step to Jesus. Oh, why not come and say, Gladly to thee, my Savior, I give myself away. Praise God. Praise God. I just wanna just say thank you to all those that have have been tithing and and giving us, uh, sending in offerings. You know, getting into the Word of God isn't just for people who have never read it before. There's a lot of seed in the Holy Word of God, in that Bible. There's a lot of stuff that will teach you and show you how to live and and be blessed in a season that God has for, for you. Speaking of that, today i want to offer you a special offering it's a king james version large print wide margin bible um, i had these i had these uh engraved with spiritual awareness on the front cover they're black um i think it's artificial leather um but i can offer that to you today for an offering of 100 dollars or more to help keep spiritual awareness with Pastor Davenport on the air, times are tough for us as well. We have we have a, uh, to pay the producer, the editors, and studio time to keep us going. So we need your help, and we have also the shirts that are all on there. Uh, if you go to the, you have to go to the website. If you're if you're listening to us on Apple, Spotify, uh, Anchor, Breaker, Google, one of those, um, you're going to have to go to the actual website. Spiritual awareness, all one word. Spiritualawareness.net, and you'll see it. Uh, we have a page with all that we offer for donations. Uh, there's the T-shirts uh, that we offer, and that we also offer masks. Um, if you're interested in in washable masks, um, they're they're heavy duty masks. They they uh, made two layers of cotton, two plies of cotton, and then they have what's called Pelon uh, 931, which is a heavy duty um interfacing on two plies of that on the inside uh, we sell them up here to the hospitals and, and m- many of the staff use them so we ask you if you can uh if god puts it upon your heart to send in ten dollars five dollars whatever your donation that you can afford we ask you to help us out to keep us on the air uh, with that may i say god bless you may he make his face to shine upon you until he brings us back once again God bless you all.